0: Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit Let's Let's get into the Word. I'm excited, looking forward to teaching. Let's pray. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive And together our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus I pray that light and understanding will come forth in and through your word In Jesus' mighty name we pray Amen. I've been asking myself a couple of questions as, as God helps me to travel the nations, preach in other churches And that question is what better this message this morning and the simple question I'm asking is... What is the goal of Christianity? What, what's the goal of Christianity? Is Christianity a white man religion? You know, we've heard that sometimes... Some people said... White men came to Africa. They said we should close our eyes and pray. And they gave us Bible. And by the time we open our eyes have taken our land, and we have only Bibles. (laughs) Some other people say, well, uh, Christianity is a white man religion. It's a white man that brought it. Unfortunately, uh, such people are not very uh, (coughs) well, not very studious where the word of God is concerned. They read other books but not where the word of God is concerned. Uh, But you realize that There is a goal in the mind of God where Christianity is concerned. And for your information, uh, Christianity didn't just come into Africa when the missionaries came into Nigeria, Ghana, and all of that. Actually, uh, Christianity came towards Africa when Philip preached to the utopian eunuch. And so, when you go to Ethiopia today, there is a, a version of Christianity which is very, the very oldest version of Christians in, 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 uh, in the nation of Ethiopia. But other religions, whether it is Shintoism, Buddhism, um, all other religions, aspire to make man rich to God. To make man acceptable By God Whatever the, the, the standards of their gods are And even the way Paul spoke in Athens When he says you raised an altar to an unknown God Many times also you have religion Grasping with Who is God Is God real You know and And all of those questions come up Now because of our own Um, Poverty We also Try to make Christianity Suit our material needs So for the average Christian Everything about Christianity Is how I can get blessed Okay So uh, If you are poor uh, I have a solution If you are sick, I have a solution. In fact, when you see some churches, they would write solution center. They they are clear that here we provide solution. right? And then you have some who don't even have the patience. They say, the God I serve is Jehovah's sharp, sharp. We we don't waste time here in this this place. All right? And uh, over the years, over the years, it looked very little... But over the years, unconsciously, it has changed the direction of the Christian faith. It has changed it. And um, as culture evolves, I've always told you this there was a time in Africa where to be a beautiful woman, you had to be fat. Even if you were slim, you were about to get married, they took you to a room, fed you, fed you, made you fat. When you were coming, the grounds have to be aware that a daughter of Zion is showing forth. Until we have now changed the definition that if you want to be beautiful, you have to have an hourglass shape or a figure eight shape. And so you find beautiful ladies compressing themselves you know, and 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 everything is three piece suits. There is an inner way in the main way, tightening me he press them, help me press them. So you are like this. And so when you say let's lift our hands and worship the Lord, they just keep it like this because beyond this way, it's not moving up, except you want somebody to choke. Okay, so they just say, Father accept me the way I am. Alright, so, and we accept you that way. Okay, but you, you understand that Gradually, these things look like they don't make any meaning, but they shape our life, they shape our direction. Are you following that? It's the same thing with Christianity. After a while, it's almost like now, when you are poor as a Christian, it looks like God hasn't blessed you, that there's something wrong in your life. I'm not saying you should be poor, but I'm just saying. So, the question now is that If that's the only proof that you're blessed of God will a rich man Like Elon Musk and Dan Bote will they, will they actually now need Christ? They wouldn't And that is why people again When they come here uh, People in, for instance in Africa When they relocate uh, They travel, go abroad Sometimes they, they don't find the fervency To serve God anymore Because all their prayer requests Has been answered Are you following? The enemy of your father's household have now left them because they've gotten visa. Right? They are not praying for light. And then you will see them again start saying things they shouldn't say. Ah, you people in Africa, we don't understand your religion. And then they backslide. To them, they are more enlightened, but they are backslided. Then the question again is, does it mean that Christianity is only relevant to a poor struggling masses? Is that the purpose? And so, if we, if we ask ourselves these questions and we understand the answers to these questions, it'll bet convictions in our hearts. So, the first thing is to look at the, pl- the plan of God Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Let's go to the plan of God Genesis 1 26. And don't ever forget, don't ever forget, right? Genesis 1.26 is God's original plan. And that plan has not changed. Are you following this? Are you here or are you going home? Alright. What does Genesis 1 say? Read it. What does it say? Then God said, Let us make man in our Image And what According to our likeness Now that means Listen carefully The creation of man Had a purpose What was that purpose Two words What's that purpose You can't fill this exam What's that purpose Image Image and likeness. Pay attention to those words. Pay very close attention. Don't miss it. So, image and likeness. Now, when God created man, if you read the, um, Genesis, there are two creation accounts in Genesis. I'll not explain that today, but just note that. Uh, the scripture says, God created man. Observe the word created. Then if you go to Genesis chapter 2 The Bible says God formed man Did you follow that? The creation of man Is in the image and likeness of God Which means that that was not physical Pay attention to that That was not physical The formation of man Is what is physical Because the formation is what gave man This earthly body Because this body was formed from the dust of the earth Do you follow that? Now, the reason that's very important is The image and the likeness of of God in man Is not your physical appearance Because we all have different appearances Which means that, but we are all kids of God Alright, so it's not just the physical appearance So I want you to look beyond the physical appearance So what exactly is the image and the likeness of God? What exactly did God want when he says Let us create man in our image and likeness The word image in the Hebrew is the word resemblance Resemblance Now, it is the character of God represented in man Now let me give you an example uh, I will go there as we read, but just follow me. There's what you call DNA. You know what DNA is? Uh, they're making noise all over the place now that people should go and test who their children are and all of that. That's why people should be born again. Alright. Now, you, you, your, your child might not resemble you naturally. You know, some of you have children that resemble your grandfather. Okay? <laughs> so, for instance, um, personally, my parents are fair, okay? But I'm, I'm dark, right? Now, that's pigmentation. That's just only skin deep, okay? Let's say, for instance, let me give you an example so you understand it. Let's say, for instance, someone needs a, a, a blood transfusion. You need blood to be gotten into your body. And you are an Ibani man, Okay? And you are a black Ibani man. Not, not brown. You are black. Alright? And they get a white Chinese man. Okay? If the blood group fits, how many of you know you can receive that blood? So that means, what makes a man Chinese and what makes a man... Um, the, the, the color of the skin is just skin deep. It's not... The organs and everything can still be useful You get what I'm trying to say That means something eternal is stronger Than what you see on the outside So when we we say a man is created in the image of God It's not the physical aspect of it Now uh, Someone might be fair And the parents are dark But when they go for the test They discover that The DNA says this is your child So that means they tested for something Inside Which contains Who you are, the father, the mother And the child That tells that this person, this is your father Now In Luke chapter 3 Verse 38 We're going to read something Luke chapter 3 Verse 38 Matthew, Mark, Luke and John He was talking about The genealogy of Jesus Talking about the genealogy of Jesus How tracing the family history of Jesus Now look at what he says He says The son of Enosh The son of Seth The son of Adam The son of God Now pay very close attention here uh, The scriptures refer to Adam As the son of God Pay close attention. So, remember Jesus is also referred to as the Son of God. But Jesus was not the first person referred to as the Son of God. Adam was referred to as the Son of God. Because Adam was created in the image and the likeness of God. So, when you study the Bible You would find out The Bible talks about The first Adam And it talks about what? The last Adam So there are two Adams The first one And the last one The first son of God And the last son of God So what's the difference? Let me just say here now Before you ask yourself many questions What's the difference between Adam and Jesus? Jesus was the only begotten son of God Are you following that? But I'm going to show you Show you something That uh, the scriptures do not hesitate To refer to Adam as the son of God Because Adam was created in what? The image and the likeness of God Now hold that Go to Genesis chapter 5 Let's look at the history of Adam again what is the goal of Christianity? Why, why, why do we call ourselves Christians? Genesis chapter 5 Go to verse uh, 1 Let's start reading from verse 1 This is the family history Okay, This is the book of the generations of Adam In the day In the day When God created man He made him in the likeness of God. I need you to pay very close attention. Because, you see, every every time we read the plan of God, we see that God wants people in his likeness and his image. God is not afraid to say that. God is not afraid to document that. Okay? Now, go to verse 2. He created them, male and female, and he blessed them and named them. And named them man in the day when they were created. Uh, When Adam had lived one hundred and thirty years, he became a father. And I I find this very interesting. You know, some of you are saying, "Ah, "My age is going. My age is going." He says, "Around one thirty, your 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 great great grandfather gave birth to a child. What are you in a hurry for?" Okay. (laughs) Imagine one thirty year old man approaches you and say, how are you? Say, what do you want? <laughs> so I want us to have a baby. You know, go and read, go and listen to the message I taught. Um, what's that? Cultivating an image of longevity. Go and read the Old Testament. After Sarah died, Abraham married again. Hmm? It's not this one. You look at your baby, 30 years, you are tracing gray hair. Let's leave that for another day. When Adam had lived 110 years He became the father of a son In his own likeness And it's important I, I, I want you to un- observe this I taught that in cultivating the image of likeness Adam had to learn to die Because death Couldn't take a hold of his mortal body Okay, we'll talk about that When he got naked It wasn't just that Clothes just disappeared The invisible glory of God That clothed him was pulled away. And if that glory is restored to us, death cannot have a hold on us. Death is not the pathway to heaven. Death is an enemy. That's what the Bible teaches. Okay. When Adam had lived 130 years, he became the father of a son, not the words used, in his own Likeness according to his image and named him set so do you not observe that the word image and likeness pay attention was not only used for God right did you follow that? the Bible says God created Adam in his image and likeness then he goes further to say after one hundred and thirty years Adam gave birth to his son in his own Image and likeness. So that means this concept of image and likeness has to do with something that's not just about the physical body, but in nature. So just as God gave birth, created Adam and Eve, so also what happened? Uh, Man began to reproduce But at this time Man was reproducing according to their image and likeness Now you must understand something As of Genesis chapter 5 Man was already spiritually dead Because he had been driven out of the garden Are you still here? Are you still here? Okay Those of you there Are, Are you here? Okay So you realize that Whatever image and likeness Adam brought forth Was a spiritually dead image and likeness It wasn't the same image and likeness he had When he was in the garden Do you follow that? Okay So here was God Created Adam In his image and likeness Now Adam got to this point And succumbed to temptation And fell And became spiritually dead Now, Adam gets here and gives birth to his son. Now, this son he gives birth to, of course, will not be bearing the image and likeness of God because Adam had already fallen here and Adam was already spiritually dead. So, it means that anything Adam produced from this point onwards did not have the life of God in it. Is it clear? All right. But you remember God's plan What's God's plan? Genesis 1.26 God wanted a whole earth That is filled with what? People who had his image and likeness That's the goal, the goal is not heaven God's original goal Is in heaven There's nowhere in Genesis God mentions heaven There's nowhere in Genesis God talks about heaven Because the goal of God Is people who carry his image And likeness on the earth, rim. That's the goal here. Yeah. All right. Now, go on to uh, John chapter fourteen and verse nine. Show you something here. Have you heard these words in English? You are the spitting image of your father. Have you heard that phrase? When we mean spitting image, what do we mean? That your father spat you. Carbon copy. Alright But you know when people say You're the speaking image of your father They say that just in regards to The physical Okay, Okay Go to John chapter 14 And verse Um, 9 Have you heard people also say Ah if you have seen that boy You have seen his father They are just the same Or like somebody said They are what? Carbon copies Have you heard that? That means a man can give birth to his son that represents him fully. I know some of you don't look like your father, but... Is there anyone here who looks exactly like your father? You know, sometimes you might not look, know you look like your father until somebody who knows your father sees you. Right? And I say, oh, ah, are you John son? Say with Jumbo, say the one that didn't go to school, <laughs> and he say, yes. Oh, I thought, and you'll be surprised. How did this man know that I'm Jumbo's son? You are Jumbo's image and likeness. Praise God. You know the reason we don't resemble our fathers and our mothers like that is because there's, we're mixed breed. So you have your mother's ear, your father's eye. Your mother's lower lip. Your father's upper. So they join you. And so when they look at you from here, it's like, mm, it's like the mother. And that's why he's looking from here. It's like, ah, it's like the mother. And that's why I look at you and say, like, this is hybrid. high bridge. <laughs> okay. So John 14, verse 9. Uh, verse 7 says, If you had known me, you would have known my father also. Look at what Jesus said. He says, If you have known me, you would have known my father also. From now on, you know him and have seen him. So, Philip said, eh, Excuse me, sir. I have a question. He said, Philip said to him, Lord, show us the father. And he said, No for us. All this you are preaching. Hmm? I know you like to teach. Just show us the father and we are done. You know, you know. <laughs> Jesus tried it, eh? If if we look by today's standard, Jesus was not a very successful minister because he finished preaching to multitudes, right? Finished teaching, doing everything, went to the cross. All his disciples ran away. All ran. Even some were denying him. When Jesus finally appeared to Thomas, uh, Thomas was not there. That's why you should be in church. Thomas was not in church the day Jesus came to preach. So they told him, Ah Jesus came, say see, ah, no, no, no. see, see, see my name is Thomas. I'm not a small child. I've been deceived once. I've been deceived the second time. This third time. That nail, they said they nailed him. I was not there, but I heard. <laughs> I will put my hand there. I'm, I'm, I'm not doing you know this child, these things again. Okay? That's how we followed the interior. I'm out here walking. Repent, repent, repent. Where are we now? You know, and Jesus showed up. I said, oh Lord. <laughs> okay, let's read. So Philip said, what I'm trying to say is that despite all what Jesus just said, Philip did not understand. Can you read the first line again? Read the first line, first verse, sorry. 1st 7. Let's read it again. If you have known me, you would have known my father also. From now on, you know him and have seen him. What does this statement mean? Huh? If you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father. Is that not what the statement means? Even you understood it more than Jesus' disciples. See how brilliant you are. You got it at first time. Eh? Now, imagine teaching a sermon like this from the mouth of Jesus. Then Philip says, excuse me, sir. So, one, question, one question. We thank God for your life. You have been a blessing to us. <laughs> we, we, just, we just appreciate God's grace. As the Son of God, you, you teach very well. Your ministry is a blessing, sir. Just one question, sir. This is the last one. Uh, just show us the Father <laughs> Were you in the service? And let's see Jesus' response Verse 7 Jesus said to him Have I been so long with you And yet you have not come to know me, Philip this is <laughs> He who has seen me Has seen the Father How can you say, show us the Father? So, so, Jesus, we're going to read that in the book of Hebrews, Jesus came not to show us miracles. Jesus came not to show us how to multiply bread. Jesus came not even to show us how to raise the dead. Jesus came to show us the character of the Father. He came to show us the Father. He came so that we would see what it looks like for a man to be the Son of God. Remember our quotes by C.S. Lewis. How many of you can remember the quote? Who can tell me? The Son of God became the Son of Man so that what the sons of man will become what, become the sons of God. So somebody say, well, uh, how do we know Adam? How? No, no, forget about Adam. Jesus came to show us. What it is to be like a man who is the Son of God on the earth. With all the temptations, with all the challenges, to express the character of God. Let's look at the scriptures. Go to Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3. Are you learning something this morning? Say amen if you are. Alright, Hebrews chapter 1. And the reason I'm teaching this is We have to be careful We have to be careful So we don't make Christianity only I receive I receive huh? Because the way we're going with Christianity We will soon not recognize ourselves hmm? You see Christians today They have more faith On the rubber band With a man's picture hmm? Yes Yes I know some of you are wearing. You come here, but you just, you know, we have to use everything together. We pray another too much. So I know some of you are wearing. Because I see somewhere and I'm wondering, who is your pastor? Huh? So you collect here, collect here, collect here. You are the son of this major prophet. You are a son of a major prophet. After 10 years of being born again. Read Hebrews. Chapter 1. Verse 1 to 3. Hebrews chapter 1. God, after verse 1. After he spoke long ago to the fathers. Let me tell you this. Let me say this about spiritual fathering. You you need to be careful of this. What a spiritual father does to you. Is that he points you to Christ. Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. What that means is that follow me as I follow Christ. That means your spiritual father has a role to show you Christ. So that when he misses Christ, you can still keep on following Christ. Are are you following what I'm saying? See, and I'm going to read it. We will read it. See, we are not mediators of the new covenant. Jesus is. Honor your man of God. Honor your pastor. I mean, if you're a responsible Christian, you should honor. The scripture says, let's give double honor to those who, uh, as you know, God is giving to us to teach us word and doctrine. We might have time to explain that. Double honor is no more grace, daddy. Double honor is financial honor. It's no more grace. More grace to your elbow. You will go places. Those things are good, but that's not what he's referring to. But the Bible talks about holding in esteem. There's an honor that is given. But we must not get into idolatry. Jesus is the center of God's work in our life. Praise God. Let's go to Hebrews 1. God, after he spoke long ago, now observe this, long ago, to the fathers in the prophets, in many portions and in many ways. So in the Old Testament, God did this. He had to speak to them because Now, let me say this quickly and I really need to get to this Do you realize God wanted to talk to the children of Israel? They were the ones that said God should not talk to us The encounter in in Sinai. You remember that? So what did they say? God, please, 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 please Don't talk to us Talk to Moses Moses will talk to us You're supposed to do your own business there Let him break it down for us and that's where we got the kind of Christianity we're getting now, where people just go to a service and say, Can I prophesy? Can I open your fire? Can I open your fire? I'm in your bedroom. I'm in your bedroom. I go right. I go as ah, so I'm talking to you. God is talking to me in my left ear. So God in the realm of the spirit is seeing your left ear. Hmm? So you say, I see, I see, I see. God works in those ways. God works, I mean, I mean, I operate very strongly in the gift of the word of knowledge. But it's not, it doesn't have to be dramatic. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We don't have to make it mysterious. Ah, I've entered your father's house. No, come back. How do you enter a man's house when he's not at home? Come back. <laughs> you know, I was teaching like this in Ghana. Uh, you know, sometimes when you teach like this, people think, well, yeah, it's because you're not, you don't know, pray the miraculous. So I was teaching like this in Ghana. Yeah, I don't do it. But I was like this in Ghana, and I just felt that unbelief in the air. So I just said, okay, fine. So I was teaching. So I said, okay, I there two people here with pains you can verify, and two ladies stood up. I said, okay, I said the pain is gone in Jesus' name. Check it. They checked. It. Pain was gone instantly. Continue teaching. And then I thought to the end, because I thought of spirit led ministry, And I said, okay, fine, when we say some of these things You feel the gift of the spirit does not work So I called up three people There was a guy who was planning to travel abroad They were going to scam him, he paid the money I just called him, I said, this is what you're planning to do This is what the Lord says, don't do it So it's not for the lack of the functioning of the gifts But giving preeminence to the understanding of God's word He says, I'll give you pastors after my heart What are they going to do to you? Feed you with knowledge and understanding, you are God's sheep, you can hear his voice. you are his child. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Verse two, in those last days has spoken to us in his son, that word in in the Greek is ear and it also means the word by his son. Whom he appointed heir of all things Through whom also he made the world Verse 3 And he is the radiance of his glory Pay attention to that word Radiance of his glory We'll talk about that He's the radiance of his glory What's the next word? I want all of us to read this out loud and clear Come on, everybody go What's He say? The exact representation of what? His nature That phrase, pay attention to it And upholding all things by the word of his power Now that word Now do you know why I use the New American Standard Bible Because in the In the, in the King James Version He uses the word he is what Express image Right So that word express image In the, in the Greek Connotes exact representation That means See this guy represents this man 100% nothing missing Not 999 Exact representation So Jesus is the exact representation of what? Of his nature of, pay attention to the word nature Now, the King James Do you have the King James Version? Can you switch? If you can switch Go to this King James And then come back to the numerical standard Bible So you will find out in the King James Version He uses the word He is the express what? Image of his what? Person So the New American Standard Bible Helps us to understand What the image of a person is The image of a person Is the nature of that person Do you follow that now? Go back to the New American Standard Bible. It says, okay, fine, thank you. It says, it's the exact representation of his nature. So, when we saw Jesus on the earth, we saw the representation of God's nature. That's why, when the disciple says, should we call down fire to burn these people that did not accept you? Remember, remember what Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1 says. It says, in times past... He spoke by the prophets But now he's speaking by the son Which means your model of ministry Is not Elijah Say if I be a man of God If I be a man of God (laughs) Anger everywhere If I be a man of God let fire Okay relax That was how God operated But now he's speaking to us By his son who does not want that any should perish? That's the nature that he came to show us. Jesus came to show us that we should love our enemies. Not some assault and that. No, no, no. no, no. That, that's not what God is saying right now. Right now, we don't have that example. Because there are many Christians battling with unforgiveness and wickedness and hatred because they have been taught wrongly. So there are people in your mind yeah, it's In the place of prayer Everybody says suspect I don't care if you are my father I don't care if you are my mother You know if you pray that close to me I am my child I will kill you <laughs> So that the prayers will be answered I don't want to make you a liar You know now that you are young Old people look like witches Until you become old And your own children will now start praying against you That's when you enjoy life is beautiful You've been taught wrongly I can say it on the authority of God's word. You have been taught wrongly. He said, but pastor, pastor, these witches, they are not playing you. Will you not be ashamed to stand before God and say, why did you die? Say, which killed me? No, will you not be ashamed? Which heaven should they put you? So God said are also listen to I say about Jesus Christ the is in the witches in Bonia are strong oh. <laughs> and Jesus said, mm, tell me, wow. They are strong, say Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So first John chapter four verse twelve. First John chapter four verse twelve. First John 4, 12. Thank you, Lord. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us. Do you know the word? Do you know what the word John? I mean first John chapter 4, verse 12. Do you know what the word abides means? What does the word abide mean? Uh, hello? What do you think the word abide means? To dwell. Do do you think you would have fun if I say, Hey, I'm coming to your house today And man, I just want to abide Are you like, hold hold on Pastor, do you want to come and visit Or you want to come and abide Because abide means I'm not going again How many of you like people to just come and abide with you Right God is not visiting us He lives in us We are not the guest house of God We are the temple of the living God He lives in us are you hearing what I'm saying? God is not visiting us. He lives in us. God abides in us. And His love is perfected in us. Now, pay attention to this phrase, Say, no man have seen God at any time. Okay, so pay attention to that. Colossians 1.15. Colossians 1.15. In fact, I won't have time to go through this, but if you study what John uh, began to talk about, the... the The theology of John John began to actually say that Listen, listen He says you haven't seen God at any time We don't know who God is He says but you cannot love a God That you do not see And you hate your brother you see If you study that theology carefully (laughs) John was trying to say Listen We are the sons of God And how we relate to ourselves We cannot It's just like saying you like your father But you hate your brother So you realize that your father will call you and tell you, listen, if you really like me as your father, you have to make peace with your brother. Because living at peace with your brother is what gives me joy as your father. That if you really love me, have you heard, have you, you know, some of you, you you know, you're very quarrelsome. Have your father used that phrase for you before? Right? If I'm your father and you respect me, his mothers that use that a lot when they want to... You know, when you have say, I will never do this you say, if I'm your mother And I carried you for nine months You know, that nine months debt That nine months debt You never pay, so If I carried you, in this my womb And they'll start shaking, so it's okay, it's okay, it's okay Before they start reminding you of how you refused to And all the punishment you gave them you know, you remember. But what is your mother appealing to you? Your mother is appealing to you I know that you don't have a problem with me But see, you're not having a problem with me has to be represented in you not having a problem with your brother. He will say, I don't have a problem with God. It's the church I have a problem with. You cannot have a problem with us. As bad as we are, you have to love us to show that you don't have a problem with God. That is why the local church is where we all grow up because this is where you will get offended. This is where you will forgive. This is where you walk in love. That love you say you have for God, you will show us after we have hurt you, you will now come back and say I love you. That is why you will stay in this church, even if you are angry. That's how God has designed it. Your love for God is shown by your love for the brethren. That is why only you, you are not the church. I'm serving God in my house. You are doing idolatry. Come out here and serve it in the open. We serve God one another so we can know how you are. Nobody will offend you at home. Nobody will take your tithe at home. Say, Pastor, do you take tithe? Yes. In all currencies. I right, was just thinking, but go on. Colossians 1, verse 15. Are you still here? All right, praise God. Colossians 1, 15. Thank you Lord. Colossians one fifteen, uh, verse 13. Verse 13. Thank you Lord. I like this. For he rescued us from the domain of darkness. We've been rescued from the domain of darkness and transferred to us to the kingdom of his beloved son. So we've been transferred. You're no longer under bondage. You're no longer in the devil's kingdom. Power do not need to change hands anymore. They've changed hands already. We're the ones with the authority. Jesus said, all power in heaven and earth is given unto me. Go therefore. Alright? So when you say program, say power must change hands. Don't show there. Because it means that they want to collect it back from God. It's a wrong thing. You know, someone invited me one time. I said, I want you to come and preach in a program. I said, okay. So what's the thing? He said, my blood is bitter. I said, I don't know which scripture to start with. I don't even know which Don't worry. I've not learned so that. Those are, those are higher matters. I've not learned to deal with all that. Your blood is bitter. Do you want it? Okay. Tied in the village, needed in the city. It looks like a strong topic. You know, someone, someone met me for deliverance. I said, I want you to deliver me. I said, go and listen to messages. I said, if I deliver you now, the scripture says that if I cast out this spirit from you and Seven more wicked spirits will come and find out. If you are empty, seven more wicked spirits will come. Having one demon is okay, we can manage that. But to, to open you up to seven more demons will be more problem. We can't handle only you carrying seven. Seven in one, that's terrible combo. So if we want to avoid that, what's the first thing you need to do? Get the word. But you know the funny thing? As you get the word, it's called the law of displacement. The kingdom of God will come, those spirits will leave you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And when we say cast out demons, it doesn't mean you have to vomit. You see how clean our church is? Do you see how clean? Everybody look down. Do you see how clean the church is? If demons are leaving you, eh? cross, when you go outside, jump the gutter, go that way, and vomit. And someone say, oh, but it's the demon." No, it's it's what you want is what you want. You, you know that drama, it makes it look, hmm, bah, bah, you, you look <laughs> Not <yet>. here. <laughs> you can cast out demons without all of those drama. We just like things that are so mysterious. Hmm? Don't worry. If you are demon-possessed, feel the form and come on Tuesday I'll cast it out with a bottle of coke in my hands there's no devil in your life that if my hands come upon you will not live I I mean no devil even if it was generationally compounded that the devil has been growing fat in you if my hands come upon you it will live are you hearing what I'm saying it's called the authority of the believer praise God Well let's read this In whom we have redemption The forgiveness of sins Praise God Next verse Verse 15 quickly Let me trace this He is Who is now? Jesus Is the image Of what? Did you see that? Did you see what John was trying to say? That no man had ever ever seen, ever seen God Right? He now says Jesus is that image What does Hebrew tell us About image? Nature is the nature of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Watch that word "firstborn." So Jesus is the one who uh, represented the what? The invisible God. Let me give you a quick Old Testament parallel. Do you remember when God says, "Show me your glory," and God says, "I'll cause my what goodness to pass before you." Moses talks about glory God talks about nature Okay Alright Let's read this quickly We have three more scriptures Oh wow Uh so just write this down, but you can put it up. First Timothy two 5, the Bible says that God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself. God was in Christ. God was in Christ. So we know that God lived in Christ, or God, Christ carried God and showed us the nature of God. And uh, there is one God and one mediator also between God and man. Amen. The man Christ Jesus. Pay attention to why it refers to him. He didn't say. He says the man Christ Jesus. Okay, I was thinking whether I should do that this April But let me just pray about it and see where God helps us About understanding the humanity of Jesus We need to understand that Jesus was 100% human It will help us to appreciate redemption So it says, the man, Jesus Let's go quickly, we have a couple of scriptures to go Go to Romans 3.23, quickly Romans 3.23, thank you Lord Romans 3.23 It says, for all have sinned and fall short of what? The glory of God Remember Hebrews chapter 1 Jesus about the glory So when man fell What did he come short of? The glory of God Okay Now What happened is that in Genesis chapter 3 verse 10 When Adam heard the voice of God He said uh, He became afraid Okay Genesis 3 10 He became afraid when he heard the voice of God. Now, the voice of God, pay attention to this, was not supposed to make Adam afraid. Right? I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked so I hid myself. So God could, Adam could hear God, walk in the cool of the evening, fellowship with him. And that was the idea. God having man on the earth that he could fellowship with, that was the idea. That could take his instructions and carry it out. You remember, God told Adam to name the animals. That was what God, that's God's plan, that's God's intention, that's the goal. Okay, now in Luke chapter 19, verse 10, we're gonna study a bit in Hebrews, but Luke 19 10, the Bible says, For the Son of Man has come and to seek, to seek and to save that which was lost. So the purpose, listen to this the purpose of Jesus coming was not to prosper you. Hello? You know we believe in prosperity here, right? Or you don't know? Oh, we believe. Eh? But believe it rightly. The goal of Jesus coming on earth was what? To save. Because, listen. Hello? Is everybody here? Was Cain cursed? Yeah, Cain was cursed, right? Was a curse placed on Cain? Let's all agree now. Was a curse placed on Cain? But do you know the Bible says Cain built a city So it means a man can prosper Outside of God Let me give you an example You cannot deny Jacob and Esau Who was blessed? Who was blessed? Who had the best right? Jacob <laughs> No, who, okay After I put it on Naira's Who won it? I hope you don't bet so. Don't bet so in this church. My members don't win. It's a covenant I have between me and God. Anybody that listens to me, don't win. Even those who are hearing. As far as you have heard me, it has been nullified. You won't win. Don't go and use the money to buy food. You won't win again. All right. So, and I always say, ah, why did they invite me today? It's your day of redemption. That gambling habit is going to just stop from you in Jesus' name. Ah, ah, ah. Okay So Jacob and Esau But do you remember when Jacob met Esau When he offered him gifts What did Esau say Say don't give me I have enough What I want to tell you is that Material prosperity is not the sole Essence of why Jesus came Because men prospered even in their Wickedness Wife Husband Child is not why Jesus came Miracle visa is not why Jesus came you can have all of that Our Buddhists not travelling abroad Our Muslims not relocating There's nothing special About that There is a goal for Christianity It is not more money It's not more money to your account No Christianity is not a, an extension of David 30 billion gang No He's not trying to seek relevance in the world No There is a reason he came God has a mind To have a people on the earth Who are his exact representation That's the heart cry of God For the Son of Man has come to seek And to save that which was lost What was lost? The glory, the dominion The image, the representation Now go to Hebrews chapter 2 verse 9 Hebrews chapter 2 Thank you Lord Hebrews chapter 2 Let's see how we can wrap up in 10 minutes Thank you Jesus are you blessed this morning? Are you learning something this morning? Alright. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 9. Hebrews 2 verse 9. Thank you Lord. But, but we do see him who was made for a little while lower than the angels. Talking about Jesus. Namely Jesus. So Jesus was made a little while lower than the angels. That's the humanity of Jesus. That's when he came on the earth. Because of the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, so that by, gr- by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. Which death is this? The death that came upon Adam. The death that was pronounced on him, that when he eats the fruit he will die. For it was fitting for him, pay attention, these are very key verses to this message. For it was fitting for him, for whom all are all things, and through whom are all things, in bringing many sons to what? What did um, man fall short in Romans? Fall short of what? The glory Now the Bible says for him to bring many sons To what? To glory Alright To perfect the author of their salvation through sufferings Verse 11 Now pay attention to this It says for both he who sanctifies And those who are sanctified Are all from one father Pay attention to this, that he is not, for that which reason he is not ashamed to call them. This is big. This is big. which means after resurrection, how Jesus refers to you in heaven is brother. Let me show you. Matthew 28. 10. He's not ashamed anymore Because right now The the one who Sanctifies And the one who has been sanctified Have now had one union with the father So you know what Jesus cannot now relate to us Like he's angry with us We now have the same father he now calls us brothers. Look at. Then Jesus said to them when he resurrected. Matthew 28. Do not be afraid. Go and take word to my brethren. To live for Galilee. And there they will see me. He was sending message to the disciples. He did not go there and say, go and tell my disciples. No, go and tell my boys. No. He says, go tell my brethren. Because something had happened. The plan of God. From all of creation Was now officially set in motion Never to be reversed anymore The price has been paid The sins have been washed away The, the final sacrifice that Jesus was to offer Have been offered That is why when he taught them to pray He says when you pray Say Abba Father That is why when the spirit of adoption comes He says so you can cry Abba Father The word Abba is the Hebrew word Daddy We are now sons of the family. Are you hearing what I'm saying? See, the goal of Christianity is not just to take you to heaven. The goal of Christianity is to make you one hundred representation of Almighty God on the earth. That when people see you, they have seen God. That's the goal. Go to Romans chapter eight, verse twenty-eight. Romans eight twenty-eight. Take all of these scriptures, go back home Study them, read them, meditate on them Romans chapter 8 and verse 28 It says And we know that God causes all things To work together for good To those who love God To those who are called according to his purpose This scripture was not given to you when your car tire boss. Hmm? <laughs> I know all things work together for good For those who are called You know, When you miss your appointment I know all things you can But that's not why Paul, Paul was not writing to people Whose tires were no good Verse 30 And these whom he predestined He also called And those whom Verse 29, sorry For those whom he foreknew He also predestined To become conformed To the image of his son So that he would be the firstborn Among many brethren Why does God cause all things to work together for our good? The ultimate intention Is so that we can be conformed to the image of Christ That he will be the firstborn among many brethren. Which means that Jesus is the prototype of what we should be like. Are you hearing this? Your standard in this Christian race is not your pastor. Your standard is not that popular prophet. Your elder brother is your standard. You ought to be like Jesus. So that he can be firstborn. You know, have you been in families where they will now say, ah, Look at your brother for a firstborn who is behaving well? Say, Look at your brother. Why can't, what, what is your father trying to say? I gave birth to both of you. You have the capacity to function the same way that one is functioning, if he's living right. Then, if he's living wrongly, they're now pointing to his younger ones. That's firstborn gone wrong. Say, look at your Jesus ones. You are supposed to show them an example. Okay. Colossians, Galatians 4.19. Paul says, Oh my dear children, I feel as if I'm going through labor pains for you again. And that you will continue until Christ is fully developed in your life, until Christ is formed in you. Until this nature, this image is fully represented. You see, that is a pastoral label. I'm praying for you. I'm interceding for you. That Christ will be formed in you. Christ will be formed in you. Saints of God, this is the goal of Christianity. It's not many more cars. It's not many more houses. Those things are good. They are beautiful. They would help us take the gospel out. But why did Jesus come? It's so that Christ will be fully formed in us. That when I see you, I see Jesus. When I see you, I see God. I will no longer say, oh, show me God. Oh, I want to go and meet God. When I see you, I see the image of God represented. That's the plan of God. Ephesians 4.13 says Until we all reach unity in the faith And the knowledge of the Son of God As we mature to the full measure Of the stature of Christ There is a full measure There is the image Praise God That was Ephesians 4.13 There is the image Let's read the last scripture Luke 19 And I want to show you something Luke chapter 19 the image of God That's the purpose of Christianity Luke chapter 19 verse 8 You remember Zacchaeus, okay? Are you here? Okay, remember Zacchaeus? Yeah, your brother, short brother Zacchaeus stopped, we won't read the whole story Because all of you know Zacchaeus Even children the school, they teach them about Zacchaeus But look at what happened Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord Behold Lord, half of my possessions I will give to the poor And if I have defrauded anyone of anything I will give back four times as much You know what happened? Next verse Jesus said No, verse 9 Verse 9 first of all And Jesus said to him Today salvation has come to his house Because he too is the son of Abraham For the son of man came to seek And to save that which was lost I want to show you something about Zacchaeus Jesus didn't preach giving to the poor to him as a means of getting rich. Jesus did not say, hey, you are not a Christian, don't defraud anybody. Zacchaeus had material wealth. He acquired material wealth through wrong means. But when he received Jesus, something happened to his nature. His nature changed. And you see, the most important transformation in Zacchaeus' life there was character transformation. And listen to me, saints of God. If you are a Christian, if you have accepted the Lord Jesus, the goal of Christianity is that your character will be transformed. You become more patient. You become more loving. You become more kind. I don't care how many cars you have. I don't care how much money you have in the bank. If you're still defrauding people to be rich, you still are falling short of God's glory. If you are still unkind, unloving, full of hate, full of bitterness, hmm? it means the goal of God is still far from being achieved. So why do you come to church? We come so that we hear these words. Ephesians 4. Right? We keep training ourselves until Christ be fully formed in us. That is why when you got born again, God didn't carry you to heaven. Hmm? Because although your spirit is righteous, you need to conform your soul to the image of the Father. So this life is your exam to know whether you are patient. When your accompanying people see you, you should be the most loving person that they know. You should be the most kind person that they know. Don't use anointing oil to do what starts Hmm? So all of all of you in this office. All of you in this office. That's why I will not prosper. This altar is for this this olive oil is from the altar God It's not, it's not, it's not small altar. You brought it from a fiery altar, it's fire for fire. We are not joking. And all you want to kill people for is the next promotion. What's the next promotion? Extra 100,000 and a bigger room. Is that what the life of the people Jesus came to die for? So you get 100 or 1 million more with extra car. Three people can die. And it doesn't bother you. Let them just die. Don't care. Anybody that's that says, we don't see front, we don't see fronts. We see front in our ministry. Okay, now you have seen the front. People have died. You now have the money. You now have the car. Well done. Perfect Christian. And you know when you when you when you get to heaven and you're coming, you come like Travolta, Rambo. Hmm? So bottle of oil and mantle and charm, everything, weapons. Jesus will even stand up for you saying, Man, that guy that is coming. Don't joke with him. He can kill us here. <laughs> hmm? And when you're coming, you just have people that you have killed with your anointing, just following you. People in hell, because you were a good Christian. Say that guy kindly here, I killed him. Say that family. Ah, they say I will not I will not give birth. I destroyed them. They're joking with me. I mean, and, and then God will be proud and say, Wow, we did a good job on the earth. Man, see how these Christians killed people. Boy, look at hell. Fool with guys this guy killed. They used our anointing well. What what Christians do we have? And then when God now asks you, what did you achieve on the earth? You say, man, I bought Lexus. Jesus, did you ever drive Lexus in your, in your time? We're not talking about chariots. Lexus. Even, the, even Pharaoh would be amazed. Say, Jesus, do you have an idea what Lamborghini is? Lamborghini. Pronounce it. <laughs> and you know why Christianity has become like this? Because if somebody walks on this altar today and says, you know what? Thank God, I've been coming to this church for five years, I used to be a drunkard. I used to be a womanizer. I don't do that anymore. I just want to thank the Lord. Say, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Say praise the Lord. Ah, if people don't have testimony, they will, not, they will not. tell us. But someone just come praise the Lord. After the last convention, I went to my village. My uncle just died. I said, Wow! I said, Papa is on fire. Then I built. These are the keys. Then you see people rushing to the altar, tapping into that grace into that grace because we've been trained that the goal of Christianity is our personal advancement when even in the book of Hebrews the scripture says they refuse deliverance so that they will not deny the faith they refuse to be delivered imagine Peter getting out from prison and the first thing he does he stands in the temple court and starts preaching the gospel can you imagine if anybody was delivered from prison today? You <laughs> take off. If Jesus is called you, come and preach, come and preach, preach, Wait What put me for prison. If you cannot deliver me for prison, how can I have you heard people say? You are not born again to suffer again. And you wonder why we don't have missionaries anymore. I wonder why everybody wants to preach in the city. I will wonder why everybody called to the nations is called to Canada, US, UK, and Germany. Nobody is called to Mali. Nobody's called to Cote d'Ivoire. Nobody's called to Benin Republic. In Benin Republic, right here, some of the greatest voodoo festivals take place annually that white people come to do voodoo. Just right here. It won't take visa, it won't take passport. But you know, if you plant a church there, there will be no money. You know. Even if I tell you now that God has given us a vision for Cote you the way you see things, we need foreign branch. God will have mercy on his church And the goal of Christianity will be recovered I want to challenge you today Don't play to the gallery This thing called Christianity Is not about you It's the fact that we will be conformed To the image of the son That when in a wicked world I see how somebody can love the unlovable And it compels me to say What made you to be able to love Such a wicked person Say, I have a new nature And we can introduce this nature to others Let's pray. Father, we come before you today. We humble ourselves before you. We know, Lord Jesus Christ, that there is a goal. There is a heartbeat you have. Lord, we know, even as ministers of the gospel, sometimes we're filled in the things we teach and how we project what this is all about. But Lord, we ask that you would have mercy on us And have mercy on the church and the body of Christ globally And we pray, Father God, that you would begin to cause us To genuinely see the essence of your work The essence of your message I pray that the light of God's word Will shine strong in the heart of your people While your heads are bowed, we're just going to sing a song I just wanted to meditate Meditatively Just a few minutes and we're we're, we're done with the service
1: I see my father I know that's how it's meant to be I found out I'm more and more like him Each day I notice I walk the way he was. I notice I took the way he goes. I'm starting to see my Father with me. I'm seeing my Father with me. I know that's how it's meant to be. Found out I'm more and more like him each day. I notice I walked the way he was. I notice I took the way he thought. I'm starting to see my father in me. I see. I'm seeing my father in me. I
0: was a pastor, Lord,
1: listening to see.
0: You know, I just want to